Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Chats with Children. I hope you're safe and well. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Darlene Solomon, who is Senior Vice President and Chief Technology Officer for Agilent Technologies. Uh, hi, Darlene. How are you? Hi, Rizwan. I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful and I'm delighted you joined me today. Now, for those people who aren't aware, um, Agilent actually celebrated its 20th anniversary last year. So today, Darlene and I are going to look back at how the business and the market it serves has changed over those last 20 years. So before we start though, Darlene, for those who are not familiar with Agilent, I'm sure most people are, but for those who aren't, perhaps you could give a quick overview of the business and also your background and your role within the business. Sure, be glad glad to respond. So yeah, Agilent is a life sciences and healthcare company. We provide instrumentation, software, reagents, consumables, uh, and of course service and support to analytical and clinical laboratories throughout the world. You know, our, our largest uh, customer segment is the biopharmaceutical industry. Uh, it's a major growth focus for us uh, together with clinical diagnostics. Um, but we're also a leader in the applied chemical markets. And these are areas like environmental, you know, air quality, uh, water safety, uh, food, food safety, food authenticity, uh, and the chemical and energy industries. So those more applied chemical markets. And then um, products that help advance research around um, you know, throughout all of those areas. So those are our market focus for the analytical and clinical labs. And uh, the company, Agilent, we are committed to creating a better future by helping our customers um, get the trusted answers and insights that uh, will help advance the quality of life. Brilliant. Me, um, I started with HP Agilent, as we'll talk about some more, uh, Hila Packard, as a research scientist that was right out of grad school. And uh, over the years with increasing leadership roles and responsibilities, uh, became Agilent CTO uh, back in 2006. And as part of the executive staff, I, I work very closely with Mike McMullen, our CEO, and Agilent's business leaders to define the company strategy and our R&D priorities. And that includes most directly uh, many of our longer range research investments, uh, our research laboratories, Agilent Research Labs, and our uh, collaborations uh, throughout the world with universities and with um, startup companies, uh, also an important part of the life science ecosystem. Well, it's such a massive role. I really am glad you spared me a few yeah. minutes to talk to me today. Then. So, um, so let's go start with a really big question straight away. So how has the market changed in the last 20 years and how has Agilent as a business adapted to those changes? Yeah, Rizwan, yeah, so it's a great, great question. And it's really been an amazing 20 years, both for the market and for Agilent. Um, looking to the market, I think, you know, it really, it really started with the sequencing of the human genome. And with that, the life sciences industry has really taken off. You know, I often say that 30 or 40 years from now, we're going to look back on today as probably what will be the early years of what will surely be called the century of biology. Right. You know, most major market and technology waves have been centered up until the last two decades in the physical sciences. So electronics, computers, communications, and of course, chemical analysis. But that's changed. And today's waves are centered on life science. That's where understanding and technology are most rapid changing and advancing. 
of course, the physical sciences continue to advance, but it's that rate of change that is really, I think, opening new opportunities. So in the last 20 years, biology has many ways transitioned from what was for the most part, a more qualitative science to one that is increasingly quantitative. And that's, that's a change that Agilent has helped enable. And so as I think about the century of biology, you know, I think our first wave is precision medicine, our ability to understand and treat disease at a molecular level. It's right. really taken hold, especially in areas like oncology. Um, and we're on the cusp of that next wave of cellular manufacturing sometimes called synthetic biology or engineering biology. That's where we're taking our biological understanding beyond the health side of things yep. into uh, utilizing biological cells and reprogramming them for, for useful and, and practical purposes. And really importantly, I think inextricably linked to these waves has been the need for new tools and the development of tools that can help us to really understand the complexity of biology but at the same time to appreciate that how much complexity there is and how much there's still to learn. Right. So, so these market changes and really seeing um, these, this opportunity in life science has been the foundation for Agilent's transformation these right. past 20 years. Um, you know, if I can, you know, say, you know, I, th I think we saw the potential for life science understanding and contribution but it's not easy to transform a company and actually few large companies have done it. But when we spun out from HP in 1999, we were a diversified technology company. That's right. what we called ourselves. And we were actually primarily serving the semiconductor and electronics industries. Um, the chemical analysis was maybe 10% of the company and life sciences had barely begun. I mean, it was like a handful of biologists in the right, research okay. labs. But in those next, that next period uh, was one where we sold off the semiconductor and divested it um, to reduce cyclicality, focused on measurement, uh, became a electronics and life sciences premier measurement company. And then in that period is really when the transformation I think happened because we made the organic investments, the M&A investments that had gotten us to the point where the company was about 50-50 life sciences electronics and then it was in 2015 these last five years that we have been a, a true you know pure play market leading life science company <laughs> that we are today right so obviously as um, the company has changed and the market's changed added value for the customer has become more and more important so how have you been able to transform the transform the company to meet those demands from the customers? I mean, transforming a company has, has many different components, um, but I think the key period was those 10 years in the middle when we were all about measurement. And my passion was to, and continues, is to enable technology synergies. But back then we had world-class capabilities in electronics, but in a maturing market. Yep. while we were at the same time trying to build this life sciences uh, business. And so it really was the question of, of how could we bring together electronics, chemistry, and biology to all work in new ways to create compelling customer value. And so I think that, you know, even um, over the, over, since then, but, you know, over the years, I think all of us have come to appreciate that innovation is incredible 
increasingly at the interface of technical disciplines. And so over that period, just to give an example, um, was when Agilent launched its first, uh, what we call Agilent Technical Conference. That was back in 2007. Um, It was a conference, just like a conference or meeting that any of us would go to, uh, not during the pandemic, but (laughs) in the old days and the future. but the idea was, you know, we would have employees um, in the technical community submit papers, peer review, um, come together, present poster sessions and so forth, but it was all internal. And that meant that you could not only talk about what worked, but you could talk about what were your challenges, what didn't work, and you could really bring together the capabilities um, in a very um, team, um, team, teamwork-oriented way. And we're actually, we're about to have our fifth conference uh, coming up uh, next month. That one will be virtual. But... In leveraging our values and teamwork at these kinds of events, um, engineers were, you know, something that really, really stood out to me was, you know, a lot of these engineers in our company have been always focused on the electronics industry, but people in all disciplines are excited to improve the quality of the human condition. And it was really exciting to see how opportunities came to be in bringing our capabilities from one part of the company into another. And it worked both ways, but for the most part, it was really what we could bring from the electronics industry and our capabilities into creating um, new capabilities to advance life sciences. And some great products came out of those technology synergies and partnerships. One example was our uh, entry into time of flight mass spectrometry and one of the key enablers of the performance of our time of, flight, time of flight mass specs was the analog to digital converter technology, proprietary technology that was um, enabled over many years uh, by our oscilloscope business within Agilent, uh, but a very different application of that high-speed data acquisition capability. Right. Okay. And um, looking back, I mean, what do you see as some of the uh, significant milestones of Agilent's journey? That have had a major impact on the company. Wow, well, well, respond. Um, you, you know, the first one was surely our decision to move into genomics and DNA microarray technology uh, through our development of inkjet printing to synthesize nucleic acid sequences. And the technology was not the first for DNA microarrays, but it was in many ways disruptive because it enabled custom designs, uh, changing the sequence in a very, very simple way, almost like, you know, you think about inkjet technology, almost like editing a PowerPoint, reprinting it. That was how you could reprogram an array, array design. And so for us, that enabled the move into genomics um, and ultimately the development of comparative genomic hybridization for chromosome analysis, uh, which Agilent really led in um, Kind of paving the way to appreciating copy number variation, which at the time was, was really a new level of bio, new la- a new layer of biology that, that came out of out of the array work. And it's importantly, um, moving into genomics industry was not for the faint-hearted, and I think that success really solidified our position in a very competitive market. And that was key to really the entire journey into life sciences that would follow. And so that, that's for sure the first. And, and the second came um, many years later, probably in uh, 2012, and that was our acquisition of DACA. And for Agilent, we had uh, increasingly had our 
customers, especially in genomics, uh, doing more and more clinical work with uh, the genome microarray technology and, and our um, oligolibrary technologies. But we didn't um, go all the way through the continuum into diagnostics, but so much of our customer um, focus was moving these products towards diagnostics. So in acquiring DACO, Agilent became not only research, clinical research, but all the way through to regulated diagnostics and um, being able to complete the continuum and add so many of the um, really important capabilities that are part of being in you know, regulated healthcare. So um, DACO was probably the second um, and then, you know, the, the divestiture of Keysight and, and really becoming um, two separate, very successful companies. And most recently, our move into live cell analysis. And um, that's mostly been uh, through a series of acquisitions. Um, and I think, I think it belongs on this list. It's still a little bit early days, but I think that it has deepened our capability and um, position in appreciating biology. And, you know, we were already in areas like immuno-oncology, but those are being very, very advanced through, through cellular analysis technologies. And I believe as we look forward, um, cells are going to be such an important next step in terms of biopharma when we think about areas like gene and cell therapy that can actually cure diseases. Sure. Well, that's really interesting. So, I understand that customer experience has always been a driving force for Agilent, you know, and I know that because I've been to lots of your sales, your conferences, press conferences, and you always talk about customer experiences and customer service and so on. So, but through all those changes, what would you say has remained at the core of Agilent's success? You're, you're certainly right that the customer focus, customer experience is, is very central. Um, there's a few other areas as well, though, that have really, I think, remained at the core. Um, First and foremost, uh, outstanding people and teams. Um, of course, that's true in many companies. Um, I think at Agilent, it's, it's not only the people in terms of their expertise, but also in sustaining the company culture and our values, uh, which has certainly been a, a key element to our success you know, this past year through, through all the different changes with the pandemic. Um, the other, uh, driving force would be our priority on investment in technology and innovation. And I think in particular, having been with the company as long as I have, really seeing that commitment sustained, not just in good times, but also through some of the tougher, challenging economic times um, over those last two decades. You know, we invest a larger percentage of revenue back into R&D compared to the average of our peers and competitors. And you know, that includes not only all of the R&D supporting our current products and next generation, but, but also our continuing investment in Agilent Research Labs, where we can uh, take a lot more uh, technical risk and time to potentially enable some of the really higher impact, more disruptive technology to, to advance the industry. Um, and I think maybe just the, the other piece, you know, the people, the priority on, on technology. Um, I think that the other is, is really one of um, a culture of challenging the status quo and, and just always asking what we can do better. Um, and I think that leads to an overall company mindset of continuous learning. 
and that's also really important. I mean, 20 years is a long time. And of course, there's many, many, many more uh, years to follow. We need to keep adapting as the world evolves. And for us, that's been moving into areas like, you know, live cell analysis, uh, CRISPR cell engineering, um, data science, so important in so many areas today. And um, one that is becoming, uh, has, has become really important and agile and important to the world is um, the advancing the sustainability of the, of the laboratory. Great. I mean, and I have to agree, you know, company culture is so important for the success of any company. I mean, because if you have the right values and the right culture, you'll get the right people in and those people will embody that culture and those values as well. And that spreads all the way through, doesn't it? So it does make such a massive difference. Yeah, exactly. And it's not something you can take for granted, but it's also not something that you can structure and make happen either. It just has to, it has to be right. So, after the turmoil of last year, 2020, that was, thankfully, over. Well, I'm going to ask you one other question, which uh, we haven't prepared for, but what will, just as an aside, how would you describe 2020 in one word? Because I've been asking this question to a lot of leaders I've been interviewing. So how would you describe it in one word, 2020? I'm going to say transformational. I'm not surprised you said that. A lot of people have said that to me as well, opportunities and other things. I mean, an opportunity so because you're right, it is transformational or yeah. chaos. Someone said to me yesterday, though. So that was, <laughs> that, that, that's the less positive. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, out of chaos, out of transfer. I mean, when it's business as usual, you don't have it. You don't have a reason to change. You don't have something that ignites that you have to do something different. And the um, the abruptness of how all of our lives changed last March for the most part, plus or minus a week or two. Um, that just did such a reset. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that have been difficult, but there's no question that, you know, many of us see many silver linings of, of some of the learnings from this past year. Well, thank you for sharing that with me anyway. So, yeah. Uh, no. uh, so uh, going back to last year though, what is the focus for Agilent going forward now? So uh, with all of this, uh, I am you know, very, very proud to say that, you know, Agile's markets and our product offerings have remained quite strong, you know, throughout this past year um, and, you know, doing, doing all that we can to obviously support our customers while, um, you know, being an essential healthcare company. But, um, but overall, um, our markets have stayed very strong. Um, you know, coming out of 2020, I think there's probably two areas where I see us expanding our attention and effort. I think one of them is in contributing to technologies and products that will advance our understanding of the immune system. Um, you know, we have, as I mentioned, you know, areas like immuno-oncology where we've had more of a cancer focus have, have been already strong and agile but with this past year, really appreciating how important the immune system is and, and how uh, integral it is to so much of health and, and obviously infectious disease, but I think even more than that. So, you know, with that, um, increasing the focus uh, in this area, which for Agilent is, is certainly um, the tools to help advance research, to improve diagnostics, and uh, again, the um, analytical and clinical capabilities to um, enable the development of, of high quality and safe therapeutics and, and vaccines. Brilliant. So immune systems one and the other one, uh, no surprise, is, is the acceleration of digital transformation. 
um, you know, so many customers of ours and people throughout the world unable to access their laboratories during the pandemic. We've had a very strong digital lab program uh, in Agilent, but that's taken on even greater importance, you know, as, as we all, um, you know, use digital uh, in ways that um, stretch and amaze us even more. And so digital lab um, and then digital, of course, on the whole customer service support side and remote support has, has been big. And I see that that getting, getting bigger because there's, again, so many advantages of those capabilities. Yep. Um, but for the most part, again, I think, I think our, the, the markets and segments that I talked about right at the very beginning, I, you know, I don't see that changing. We are going to continue to uh, do our best to understand and anticipate the needs of our customers and provide those trusted answers and insights uh, with you know, products and solutions that advance the science, um, advance lab productivity and efficiency, especially for so many of our industrial and core customers, um, and increasingly also uh, uh, improving the sustainability of our, of our uh, analytical and clinical laboratories. Brilliant. Well, I think that's a fitting way to conclude this interview. That's all we have time for. And I know you are very, very busy. I appreciate taking the time to talk to me, Darlene. That's been really interesting. And thank you for giving me an overview of the business and the last 20 years and also the changes that you've seen over those last 20 years. It's been really, really interesting. If people want to know more about Agilent and its technologies, where should they go to? Um, probably our, maybe they started our website at Agilent.com. Brilliant. Okay, and I will make sure I put the link up above the video as well. So all that's left for me to say, darling, is thank you once again for your time. I wish you and your loved ones a happy, healthy and successful 2021. Same to you, Rizwan. A total pleasure. And thank you for the chance to join you today. You know, I appreciate you taking the opportunity to talk to me. It's been fantastic. And uh, I hope everyone found that useful. If you have any questions for Darlene, you may well have, having heard her go through the last 20 years and all those different changes, then feel free to put them in the comments box below the video. Uh, I'm sure she'll be delighted to see them and answer them for you. Um, and all that's let me say is until next time, as always, stay well and stay positive. Take care. Bye-bye.